0: Hello dear friends at cardiac radio at 11 p.m. nourishing our souls with one more immortal messages immortal messages as this beautiful wonderful book that comes to you and I so we can learn more about our lives who we are immortality what a joy because this book talks about true cases Yes, cases that have happened in here on earth, and then the spirits come to tell us their experiences, and with that, they are warning us about immortal consequences of our lives. We rejoice with you tonight in a case that is sad, but at the same time, it has a happy end. It does. We all talk about consequences in life, and today we are going to study together the beauty of how we can go way wrong and the mercy of God that never forsakes us. God is so good. There's even a music, right? You can even show it to the children. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. Yes, God is so good. That as we've seen in the book, Hail Christ by Emmanuel. We have loved ones constantly being sent to our rescue. We're never going to be left to ourselves. Why? Because God is love. God loves you, God loves me, God loves all of us, and the end result is progress. We're going to progress no matter what. Of course, if we help, it's going to be much, 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 much easier. Right? Right? Today, in this book, in this mediumistic meeting, you can see on the background this picture by Versace Editora. And we still have one one DVD available at the Spiritist Society of Virginia. If you're interested in acquiring this DVD, just write to Cardiac Radio. Oh, sorry. Let me see if I can show it to you one second. No. Right now, maybe, yeah. This DVD, if you want, you can acquire, just write to us at gmail.com and we'll be able to mail it to you because this DVD contains the very voice of Chico Xavier recorded in those meetings where you can listen to all of these, all of these, Um, instructions that we are talking to you here. And there are commentaries by Arnaldo Rocha. I think it's unprecedented. It's something not to miss. It's the last one we have in the center. So feel free to write cardiacradioadjumia.com. And this is the last one of the series that we have here with us. In their mediumistic meetings, they were rescuing spirits that we're suffering immensely. And you may ask, well, but where are the good spirits? Well, the good spirits cannot do much if we're stuck in our illusions. So there are many spirits who are homeless, spirits who are wandering, suffering, and they need us, the incarnates, to bridge the help of the spiritual realm. Why? Because they are closer to us incarnates than to the higher spirits. So we'll be used as vessels through which they're going to be rescued. In this meeting tonight, March 10th, 1955, it's titled A Farewell. The permission of the spiritual benefactors allowed a discarnate friend named José Gómez to speak through Chico Xavier. What we're going to read is what he spoke through Chico Xavier. Stay there because this is a movie, and I say this with kindness, because it has a story in itself. Two years prior to this date, he was brought into this Mediumistic meeting, completely disoriented and afflicted. Now he comes back, calm, conscious. He tells his story, the story of a murder that he committed on Earth. He begins. I come to you to say thank you and to say farewell as permitted by the devoted benefactors. Almost two years ago, I was rescued in this house, shining in the darkness of my soul. I was then a murderer who for 50 years suffered in the dungeon of remorse. Believing to preserve my happiness, I stabbed a friend instigated by the woman that I loved. And relying on the excuse of self-defense, I succeeded in acquittal in terrestrial justice. But what an illusion. The man that I supposed. To be annihilated was more than alive. He clung to my body, and within a few months, I succumbed to a strange illness that mocked all the resources of medicine. Oh, on the brink of death, despite the comfort offered to me by faith, Through a priest, I found nothing to mentalize but the picture of the murder I committed. Afflicted by a tormenting nightmare, never leaving the bed that welcomed the prostration, I found myself imprisoned in my own thoughts, leaving the torture and the dread that fed in the field of my soul. Always the terrifying panel vibrating in my memory. An unhappy companion pleading helplessly, don't kill me, don't kill me. And the presence of the beloved woman, the geniuses of crime laughing out loud at me in the impassive calm of the night with my unbridled anger plunging into a bloodless open chest. I will put a pause here because this message has a few parts, but we need to study. We here talk often about suicide and the consequences of suicide. But people rarely talk about the consequences of murder. In the Heaven and Hell book by Ellen Kardec, in its second part, we have the cases of spirits who are criminals. What happens to them to them in the afterlife? Watch Sunshine's program on Sundays at 9 pm and we're going to see the cases. We need to understand that it's important to talk about this. I know we don't want to talk about murder me either. It's like, oh, murder, oh my gosh. But we need to understand what happens. Because many people think, oh, they're going to be doomed to hell. No, they will not. Well, for some time, he says, 50 years, he was inside of himself in remorse. And now he talks about what happened soon after he committed murder. Many people think that those who commit murder, they they are happy at home, celebrating. They are not. They may pretend. But they keep seeing the image. And Andrea Lewis shows to us in several books how the ones who were murdered, sometimes they forgive, sometimes they don't forgive, they avenge, they come back. And through obsession, so he felt remorse. And what happened? In a few months, he falls sick, a strange illness. What did we hear the other day, Dr. Diaz da Cruz saying? Magnetic dominance. That once we do something off track, we attract these minds that will dominate us. Guilt is the perfect binding element. So we need to deal with guilt. We need to resolve it. And you may be asking, how do I get rid of guilt? Jesus' recipe. Do the good. Love, love, love. But it's going to take a while, yes. But it's not about the time of the earth. It's about a vibratory shift. Look at Paul of Tarsus. He murdered. But as soon as he shifted his consciousness, He gravitated to another frequency. Of course he suffered, but not this inner suffering. It was this external suffering. Of course it wasn't easy. It wasn't like overnight. Emmanuel explains in the book, Paul and Stephen. And it says here that even though the world didn't know that he murdered, Even though at his deathbed, the priest came to bless him, he suffered. So he's telling us the law. Nobody is going to free us from our inner judgment. The world may say, "Yay, you're great. But you know, and I know what we do. When I go to sleep, I know the things that I need to adjust. Even if people don't know, I know. So I better focus patiently on the good. But in José's case, he says that as soon as he discarnated, It's that period of disturbance he spent years and years. We talk about suicides, repeating the scene of the suicide. What about homicides? It's not different. They see the victims in front of them. They see the scenes being repeated. Plus, they hear the voices of the spirits of darkness who rejoice in their weaknesses. It's not easy. Do you understand now why it's important to pray for criminals? To pray. It's in the gospel according to spiritism. It's here. Right here. It's chapter, chapter. It's about being merciful. It's about being merciful. But there's one chapter that Kardec so wisely dedicated to it. He says, okay, hold on a second. Love your enemies is one of them. Love your enemies, right? And it says here, right here, discarnate enemies, vengeance, hatred, charity. And the chapter before, chapter 11, which is about love one's neighbor, charity towards criminal. Let's go there, chapter 11, chapter 11. And we're opening here because it has everything to do with it. In a mediumistic meeting, we don't take sides. We don't take sides. And here it is, chapter 11. Elizabeth de France, Charity Towards Criminals. True charity is one of the most sublime teachings that God has given to the world. Complete fraternity ought to exist among the true disciples of his doctrine. You must love unfortunates and criminals as God's creature, to whom forgiveness and mercy will be granted if they repent as is the case with you for the wrongs that you commit against his law. And then she keeps talking about it, the importance of our way of seeing it. And at the end, she says, so help them out of their quamire and pray for them. This is chapter 11, item 14 of the gospel according to spiritism. We need to pray for criminals. Oftentimes, people do things just like Jose Gomez, out of impulse, without thinking, instinctively, in, 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 pure instinct of self-defense or instinct of selfishness, pride. And he would keep seeing the scenes, keeping seeing the scenes, seeing the scenes until tired of bearing the blade. See, he kept seeing repeatedly the scenes, the scenes, bearing the blade in the flesh without resistance. I threw myself to the floor of the lighted chamber, but the overwhelming wave of blood rose from the floor, tinting walls, drowning furniture, soaking my clothing. And when I felt semi-suffocated, behold, I raised again to continue the indefinable duel. If I was hungry, invisible hands offered me coagulated blood. If I was thirsty, they gave me blood to drink. Was it day? Was it night? I ignored. You see, do you remember the man? Cases ago in Immortal Messages, when we saw the case of the man who was so greedy that in the afterlife, anything he touched transformed into gold. Now, we're seeing the case of a homicide. He keeps repeating the scene, and everywhere, it's just the remembrance of everything. Remembrance. Right, so there is a prayer also in the gospel for criminals. You're so right. So if you can, write down the number of the chapter and the item so people can have it at hand. Thank you. Only later, only later, When supported by the words of enlightenment and love of our benefactors through you, you see the importance of talking about the teachings. Some people think, oh, it's blah, blah, blah. No, their spirits were listening, they are benefited. And the benefactors use our meetings, our prayers, to go to people's rescue. Did I come to know that the enemy had been content with my dead body, and that I lived only my own obsession, magnetized by my fixed ideas, attached to the sepulcher dust for half a century, almost endlessly recapitulating my thoughtless act. He spent almost 50 years recapitulating his murder. This, my friends, is terrible. You see why we need to pray? Because this is pure prison, the prison of the mind if you and I do not practice how to oxygenize our ideas, think beautiful things, we have the risk of discarnating and be stuck in remorse for a while. Days, months, years, decades, centuries, you don't know. That's why you and I need to practice thinking the good and believing the good, seeking the good, not as escape mechanism, but looking at our emotions and forgiveness towards the self, towards others. He says, confined to the fateful alcove, which lay my reminiscences, I went from extreme blindness to unreasonable affliction. Was there really a God of peace and kindness? That question was enough for streaks of light to be felt in my darkened spirit like lightning in a night of sick darkness. But to get to the assurance of God, I needed a way. That was her, the beloved woman. I wanted to see her. I wanted to hear her. I wanted to touch her. I insisted so much that in one occasion, I felt a gust of strong wind ripping me into the night. I carried the fatal room with me. I could now breathe in the cooling breeze amid the night shadows that lighted, that lightly filtered the radiations of a new moon. More agile, I hurried. Where was she? The woman beside me? It favored the blowing of the wind, and in a few minutes, I reached a small garden, seeing her sitting with a child in her lap. Oh, only those who felt a deepening, irreparable longing in their lives can understand the alarm of my spirit. At the time of reunion. But as soon as she saw me, she hugged the child against her heart and fled in fear. In her eyes, I should be a repellent ghost returning from the grave. I chased her until I saw her entering a humble room. I watched her adjusting to the body of flesh, just like the hand sticking to the glove. I understood without words the new situation. Embraced to a man who shared her bed, I recognized without verbal explanation that that child was my old rival and that the unknown man was her husband now, another adversary for me to overcome. Hatred burst my skull. The stinking smell of blood again made me crazy. I kissed her. You see, the discarnate spirits can come that close to us. I kissed her, delirious, in transports of unrequited love and managed to instill dislike towards her husband and newborn son. I wanted to heal her. I wanted to kill her. I wanted her to live for me again. I wanted to suck the emanations of her heart. And for many days, I remained in that house, frantic and irresponsible, poisoning the very medication given to her. I managed to dominate her until she was led to a circle. And in the circle of your friends found me. They found me and brought me to this spiritist house." Before I read the last third of the message, it's shocking. He says he loves the woman. He finds her. Of course, she's reincarnated. She has a new body. The man he killed now. Is her child because she was the one saying, kill him, kill him. And instead of loving her, he is there poisoning her with his selfish love. So we need to talk about love here. Love is not this, what he's saying. this imprisoning, and strangling. He wanted to kill her to have him, her for him. That's not love. Right? It's twisted love. He's sick. On earth, we only have a menu for mental health, the dsm 4 in all of its versions for psychiatry, to talk about the different mental disorders. But mental illness is a thing of the spirit. This man is a psychopath, of course. He doesn't see the pains of others. He sees only one reality. His reality is not empathetic to the feelings of others. That's why a few programs ago, we were talking about empathy. What is our level of empathy? Some people are afraid of being empathetic because they feel they're going to be abused. Jesus was highly empathetic. And he didn't allow people to abuse him. What happened at the Passion was something else. We can discuss later. But during his life, the dynamics of his relationship with people, he was very empathetic and he didn't allow people to abuse him. How do we achieve that level? There's only one answer. God. God. When we feel that God is above us, we feel that God is helping us feel what other people are feeling so we can be of help through God. Empathetic people suffer when they feel they are the rescuers. You understand? There is the triangle. Of drama, which is an upside down triangle by Cartman. And he says, when we play the rescuer, the savior, thinking that without us, the world is not gonna do well, that without us, our family, that without us, when we have that feeling, which is not responsibility, which is omnipotency, like we feel omnipotent only goddess, then we'll quickly be in this toxic relationships, dramatic. So we need to avoid it. One thing is to feel what others are feeling. Another is to feel that we're the source of their healing, the source of their saving grace. If we feel that way, we'll be in trouble. So this man, José Gómez, was low in his score for empathy. Pretty much almost zero. When we are at that level, we, our minds function like a psychopathic mind. We see a reality of our own that is not true reality. We don't see the feelings of people. Very dangerous. And there are levels. There is what we call traces. Though he's discarnated, he's mentally ill. There are lots of discarnate spirits who are mentally ill. And when you see these riots that are happening in the United States, they are first happening in the spiritual realm. So you and I need to pray. Pray for this Homeless that needs to come back to the earth. Because the riots are being cited from the spiritual realm to the material realm. We need to pray very deeply. Strongly. And understand that mental illnesses are not in the physical body. They are in the spiritual body they are in the mind of the spirit like this man he was living this single fixed idea of his murder and he thought about God he felt this light you see just thinking about God we change our frequency he was helped to get and see his that woman She's reincarnated. The baby is that rival that he killed. There is another husband. Oh, my gosh. He was crazy. He was at home creating sickness to the family, generating hatred. And then comes a circle of prayer. Oh, my gosh. Did you hear that? The power of prayer, a circle of prayer, I managed to dominate her until the day she was led to a circle of prayers. She went to the house, the spirit is home, received the prayers, the passes, and then the good spirits rescued Jose. With the teachings they directed me, the crime chamber vanished from my imagination. With the teachings they directed me, the crime chamber vanished from my imagination. You and I think in images. When we have single ideas, they are in images. To get out of those images, to displace them, we need other images. That's the rule in life. We don't stop thinking about something by thinking of it and saying, I don't want to think about it. You start thinking of something else. So a good tip for us, if one day you wake up and you have this single ideas about something that is not good, open the gospel according to spiritism thank you so souls as she put here the prayer number the page the items the items page 20 uh, chapter 28 number 69 prayer for a criminal but you can come you're feeling like you can't get your mind out of it open a page or well, any page it says faith and then you read Faith, divine inspiration. And that's how you stop thinking about that. You start putting your mind somewhere else. Read. One time, Divaldo Franco received this particular recommendation by Joana de Angelis. Saying, Divaldo, You're going to read the gospel throughout the night. He opened and she said, read it loud, don't stop. And he was reading and reading and reading and reading and reading. You think you're going to stop thinking about it or not? And then until you do it, and the more good you do, the better it is. Sweat, cleaning, working, helping people. And you see that those images of the wrongdoings will be substituted like they did for Soul of Tarsus. I will ask a question to you. Do you think God would be so cruel to let you make choices and later give you no way out? How can God create us in such a beautiful way and allow us to make choices without escape? The answer there are ways to redeem ourselves, and we need to focus on our redemption. Because there is nobody on earth who can cast a stone on anybody. Nobody. Today, we may be the victim. Yesterday, we were the executioner. So there is no victim. So today, we're repairing what we have messed up in the This is the way God allows us to redeem ourselves through doing the good. God is love. And you think he's going to give a chance to Jose? Jose started hearing the teachings and he says, all the fixed stagnant ideas that limited my thinking as if I had been my own remorse in an infernal cocoon, immediately crumbled like scales of mud. disintegrated, they set my mind free. The good spirits have true spiritual operations. They have clinics in the spiritual realm. During mediumistic meetings in serious groups, they have apparatuses, very sensitive ones, in which they operate in the spirit of the person and start opening ourselves. The vibra- vibrations we create are being substituted. Since then, I was admitted to school. And then he went to school. After six months, I returned to the home that I intended to destroy. Six months. In six months after 50 years of remorse, he comes back, and he's transformed by the instructions he received. New feelings throbbed in my heart. I felt compassion for the one who suffered so much and who tried so hard to rehabilitate herself before the divine law. I beheld her son and her husband full of living compassion. I was renewed. I understood with you that the human heart divine shell can keep in all loved ones you see in the mediumistic meetings he learned that at the end of the day we're love and we're capable of love friends there are many people who have never heard of this majority of children in this world don't hear that Many parents don't even say, I love you. Parents don't even teach that what God's love is all about. We still need to disseminate the certainty of how much we are all loved. Jose learned it in a school, in the spiritual realm, in the mediumistic meetings, in the prayer circles the power of a circle of prayer. I observe the extent of my faults and I will return to the flesh in a few days. The one for whom I threw my life away will be devoted mother mother to me. I will have a humble, generous, hardworking father Blessing my moral recovery and my reborn brother will find no longer the antagonist, but the companion of trial with whom I will restore fate. Before the heart that stimulates my hope, I will no longer say woman I desire, but dear little mother. Our feelings will hover in the highest sphere and from her lips, I will learn again the sublime words our Father who are in heaven. I will look into her eyes, the heavenly horizon. And working, I will see happily the liberating path. Will you understand with me such bliss? I think so. Do you feel it, friends? The joy of Jose? Yes. In this way, I will live. Not for the company of angels, but for the conviviality with those retracing my path, regenerating my consciousness. And embracing you with affectionate gratitude, I salute in our Lord Jesus Christ the faith that brings us together. Earth is a blessed sea of struggle, the flesh is a ship of salvation. The house, the home is a temple of light and work. Mother is a sanctuary of love. My friends, see you tomorrow. Blessed be God, Jose Gomez. Friends, this is called the mercy of God. You and I are not doomed to suffering. We're doomed to renewal. <laughs> it's funny to say because it's not a bad thing at all, right? We are destined to renew you and I. I know the world today is raising their hands and cursing those criminals who killed George Floyd, those who killed other African-American lives. But you and I tonight will pray for the criminals. They don't know what they did. We need to pray. Because we cannot cast a stone. We can educate our children so they don't do this. We can educate ourselves so we are not prejudiced. But tonight, not by chance, we're studying a message that goes hand-in-hand with what's happening right now. And you and I are being invited by the good spirits to spend the next 24 hours praying for criminals. So Souza kindly comes here, she says, love always wins, she puts Chapter 28, 28, item 69, let us see. Prayer for criminals, Kardec outlines it in case we're not sure how to pray. He says, if the effectiveness of prayers were proportional to their length, the longest ones ought to be reserved for the guiltier persons, because they have more need than those who have led virtuous lives. To refuse prayers to criminals is to lack charity and to misunderstand God's mercy. To believe prayers are pointless because a person has committed this or that wrong is to prejudge the most highest justice. Right, Paulo Andrade, this is so beautiful. God leaves no one behind. I love the way you put it. God leaves no one behind. Right, friends? Right, uh, Daisy? So beautiful and hopeful. Right, Carol? Wow. Super wow. And uh, so, you're right. We're here to learn to do the good, as as the good spirits always say. So, tonight, we are being asked to pray. And that's what we're going to do. See the power prayers? You and I have no idea how many people are around the earth, incarnates, discarnates, just like Jose, feeling stuck in remorse or enraged because they want what they want. But you and I don't need to know. Only God knows. What the good spirits are asking us is that we join forces tonight. And if you're watching this program on demand, whatever you are, you're being recruited too. You're being recruited to pray. At least for 24 hours, we think of praying for criminals. Shall we, friends? Yes. Shall we, friends? I'm going to play here the music, okay? The music, hold on a second, hold on, and let us pray together. I'm gonna read first Kardec's words in the prayer. Let us raise our thoughts to the creator and visualize Mother Mary and her legion of servants, all dressed up in white, and her blanket of healing light enveloping all those who are suffering for their crimes committed, the remorse. O Lord, God of mercy, do not spurn this criminal who has left the earth behind human justice may have struck him or her but it has not exempted him or her from your justice if his or her heart has not been touched by remorse remove the blindfold that hides from them the gravity of their wrongs may their repentance find grace before you and relieve the suffering of their soul. May your prayers and the intercession of the good spirits also bring them hope and consolation. Inspire them with the desire to right their bad acts in a new existence. And give them the strength not to succumb in the new struggles they will undertake. Lord, have mercy on them. And we visualize serene vibrations enveloping everyone in the United States of America. Lord, why the indignation? We pray for serenity. We pray for those in the beyond who are blind, in their anger, and forget that we are all, at some point, criminals before you. If not in the present, in the past, we can't cast a stone. We raise our thoughts to you, uniting our hearts in healing energies, hoping that they will be multiplied by you and brought to the hearts of the suffering ones, and especially those who are suffering from remorse, from anger, from hatred, from vengeance. Criminals of all sorts. We visualize rays of healing light showering upon all prisons in the United States and in the world. Mercy. Dear God, mercy, mercy for all of us, mercy for those who are imprisoned in their own fixed ideas. May they perceive the helping hand of the good spirits and be rescued, begin anew, and find out how loved they are. May they feel loved and perceive the The hands and the arms of those who love them dearly, awaiting their new beginning. Hail Christ on earth, the master of forgiveness. May all of our homes be enveloped by these vibrations of mercy, forgiveness, and may these vibrations radiate to our neighborhoods. Rescuing all who are in need. Glory to you, God. Peace in our hearts and on earth, and goodwill amongst humanity. And so be it. Yes, friends, we are here with you. In this moment of reflection, you and I, it's the case of Jose Gomez and the beauty of his shift. Let us keep hoping and praying the next 24 hours for criminals in both realms and give our participation in this transformation of the earth. We wish you lots of blessings, dear friends, lots of love, lots of hope, today and always, and so be it. We hope to see you tomorrow here at Kardec Radio in our Immortal Messages, where we're always nourishing our souls. Thank you, friends.